1: Going to bed at night and knowing that you made a difference for somebody, that's success. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: Today's We Are LA Tech podcast shout out goes to Nate Lubeck, who's building Ozobot, empowering kids to code by making Steam simple. Thank you so much for being a part of the LA Tech community. You are an amazing, amazing, amazing engineer. We love your support, celebration, and appreciate every last ounce of it. Hope you're having a great day and thank you for cheering us on. Be sure to say hello to Nate on social, on LinkedIn by going to N-A-T-E, last name L-U- B-E-C-K. Tell them you found him via the We Are LA Tech podcast. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's com slash community. So, today's personal spot is a question for you, actually. I would love it if you would shoot me a message on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on email, wherever it makes sense for you. What are your podcast recommendations? What episode is a must listen to that you think I just really need to tune into? So reach out to me, espritathay.com, that's H-E-Y.com, E-S-P-R-E-E, or on social at Esprit Devora, E-S-P-R-E-E-D-E-V, like Victor, O-R-A, on all social. I'd love to hear your podcast recommendations. All right, and with that, hope you love our next episode. Bye. to the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. This is a little special edition because we have our neighbors, San Diego in the house. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I am really excited to have you. So go ahead to kick things off.
1: Go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Michelle, obviously, and I am the CEO of Squared Away. We are a remote executive assistant company that is mostly comprised of military spouses. Love it. Well, so many things. One,
0: I have military in my family. Two, I'm obsessed with outsourcing and that whole thing. I even wrote a book on outsourcing years ago. And I think one thing that we don't do well as founders and professionals is we don't let go of enough work to be more efficient and get things done. So let's get into the beginning What does it look like to work with your company as a client? Like, let's go through the flow of the value first. Let's start there. And then we're going to jump into your journey.
1: Oh, my goodness. I feel like there's so much value just individually. And every experience is just so unique just depending on the needs of our clients because we support so many different types of people from independent consultants to people in the entertainment industry, venture capitalists, startups, you name it. We have so many different types of clients with unique needs. And obviously during COVID and the pandemic, life has pivoted for everybody. So what that looks like is, you know, it's a very personal, more of a business partnership between the assistant and the client that they're supporting. So not only are they trying to handle the administrative tasks, but they're also looking two steps ahead of you. So they're saying, okay, well, I've done X, Y, and Z for you, but I also need to look at, you know, two weeks out from now where you have Five different things going on to plan for. So um, it's very individualized.
0: And walk us through why it's so important because everyone may not know that you staff vets.
1: Veterans and military spouses. So we are so grossly underutilized. There's like a 24% unemployment rate for military spouses, at least I was very lucky in being able to find uh, remote employment as a virtual assistant a few years ago when I met my husband. But we have about 150 military spouses and veterans internally on our team. And because our lifestyles are so all over the place all the time and in the hands of the government, which is crazy. Um, We don't know where we're going to be in two or three years at a time. So most companies don't want to take a chance on working Mm. with somebody who is essentially only going to be there temporarily, which is incredibly sad.
0: You know, it's funny. I know about veterans, but I didn't actually know about the challenges uh, spouses go through. And on the veteran side, just because I don't want to assume our listeners know what I know, why is it important to employ veterans?
1: I feel like they kind of get the short end of the stick. They're always at the beck and call of the military. My husband is always at the beck and call of the military. He, and I'm just speaking from my personal experience, he's been gone for pretty much five years of the eight years that we've been married. And, you know, we have two little boys and he misses out on the day to day a lot of times. And, you know, those are moments and memories that he can't get back. So employing veterans and military spouses allows companies to give that stability to veterans and say, Hey, I'm investing in you and your family's future. Like I'm happy to help you do that. And, I don't think a lot of companies realize that veterans and military spouses really, you know, appreciate that. And they are willing to give 150% to companies that take that chance on them and say, hey, you know what? You are dedicated to me. I'm going to be dedicated to you.
0: Wow. Wow. And how was your company conceived? Like, when did it happen? Had you been a founder (laughs) before? Let's get into your story.
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, No, I don't think I ever envisioned being a CEO and founder. Um, (laughs) I met my husband in 2012. We got married and I worked as a personal assistant. I you know, came into the military spouse lifestyle with the idea that I would have no problem finding a job wherever we were stationed. And I felt very overqualified. And every time I applied somewhere and mentioned that I was a military spouse, I had the door slammed in my face. Essentially, it was, oh, you're a military spouse. Thanks, but no thanks. And I was like, Mm. what, what's happening here? And, you know, at first I was kind of shocked and then I took it extremely personally because, you know, here I was, you know, somebody who was very individualistic and type A and you're telling me that I'm going to be judged on my spouse's career. I, I didn't think it was fair. So I started working for Zirtual in 2013 and worked for them, made it to a manager role. And this is where my story starts to sound like a really bad country song. I um, actually used to <laughs> hire from
0: virtual, uh, virtual, so I, I know what's about to come. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> my husband, Sean, had deployed about two weeks before, and I was three months pregnant with our first little boy. And I woke up that Monday morning with no job. And... Uh, I was quite honestly a hot hormonal mess that day. I couldn't reach my husband who was deployed and I had a team of 13 people asking me what to do because their livelihoods were also up in the air. So at that point in time, um, one of my clients kind of took his chance on me, came with me and I started working independently. And worked and built my own business for myself and worked until they were putting the epidural in my back for my little boy. My husband likes to joke that I was putting up my out of office email when Sawyer was coming out. But I took two weeks off, continued to work and two months after that we received orders to Hawaii. Wow.
0: And by the way, only two <laughs> weeks off. Also FYI, I also hired my virtual assistant. <laughs> So I know that and she worked with me for years. It's amazing. Yeah, she's my project manager. But but two weeks, that seems so short.
1: It was. I I
0: mean your body is like butchered.
1: (laughs) My body was butchered, but as much as I had poured my heart and soul into maintaining my client relationships, and my clients were great. They were like, you know, take as much time as you need, but I didn't want to fail them. And I was at home with a baby who was sleeping like 18 hours a day. So I was like, right. well, I can't sit here and total my bums. So that's just not me. Right. So I needed something to do. So I worked. And we got orders to Hawaii. And I wouldn't even talk to my husband about it for two weeks. I was like, no, don't talk to me. Like I can't talk about moving to Hawaii from North Carolina right now. Right. And finally I told him I was like, he goes, Well, what are you going to do about your business? And I was like, well, I guess we're traveling six time zones. That's what's going to happen. And I didn't want everything that I'd worked for and hustled for, to be honest, to get lost because of time zones. Right. I was like, I'm not going to get lost because of a clock. Like it's not going to happen. I told my clients I was going to take a week off to move, took a week off to move. I didn't tell him where because I didn't want to spook him. Yeah, <laughs> but I yeah. uh, moved to Hawaii and I started getting up at 3 a.m., which was challenging.
0: When My mouth it- is dropped <laughs> open, you guys. This is crazy.
1: <laughs> it was it was incredibly challenging. But oddly enough, it actually worked out really well. We had a nine-month old at that point, And I essentially worked from 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. Hawaii time. And then I had all afternoon with it. Wow. So it was kind of nice. How um, long did you do that for? Uh, we left Hawaii in July, so I did it the entire time we were in Hawaii.
0: Wow! And now Over you're in San years. Diego.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow! I know everybody. I think you got to be a little insane to do that. So that might speak to my mentality <laughs> a little bit. But and it when
0: when did you transition into becoming a founder?
1: So we moved to Hawaii in October of 2016 and squared away officially became an idea in March of 2017. So I was doing that for about six months. And why Squared Away? Where'd you get that name from? (laughs) Well, my husband likes to say that it was totally his idea, but (laughs) we wanted a name that spoke to the military lifestyle. And one of the phrases that my husband says all the time as a Marine is, I got to get this squared away or I got to do this. And I was like, that is totally it. That is, that is our name. And it stuck and it couldn't have been a more perfect phrase.
0: That's cool. Yeah. I didn't realize that. But now that you say it that way, it totally Uh, makes sense. My husband said that he needs royalties (laughs)
1: every time that name is said.
0: And then where did it go from there? You have this idea in your head about Squared Away. And then where did it go from being inside your head to becoming a real thing?
1: So Shane um, was actually, Shane is actually my co-founder. Shane Mack. Shane Mack is my co-founder and he was my client. And he was like, you know, we need to clone more of you, essentially. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to do it with military spouses if we do this. And, And he found you through
0: Zirtual. Mm-hmm. interesting
1: the idea was there and we started adding clients very slowly and we eventually added our first assistant in july of 2017 she's now our director of operations wow and our very first military spouse and she's amazing her name is kelsey and shout out to kelsey shout out to kelsey who is i could not do this without her she's absolutely amazing And she's been with us ever since. So she's the OG. And
0: tell us a little bit about Shane Mack. I know that I've known Shane for (laughs) years, but our listeners don't know Shane. So tell us a little bit about your co-founder.
1: Shane is the former CEO of Assist and he was one of my clients originally. And he is very much a thought leader. He has taught me so much about being a founder and just being curious. And leading with, you know, just curiosity and building leaders, not building a team of followers. And that is just something that is so not the normal of being a manager and a CEO. And it kind of makes people kind of look at you like, wait, what? You're How are you leading people? And because it's totally not normal. And I love that. He's always teaching me something. That's so cool. So Squared Away was...
0: Your idea or like, how did that transition happen from being this idea to now you're essentially client slash boss, like something like that, becoming (laughs) your, what did that
1: look like? That
0: transformation?
1: Um, He called me and he was like, you know, we need to clone more of you. So he kind of planted the idea and I started running with it and he's kind of been a mentor to guide me through the whole process kind of helping me not make bad decisions <laughs> through the whole thing. He hasn't been my client for probably 2 years now, so he's been more of a mentor than anything.
0: Wait, funny question actually, is if you guys became co-founders, it meant you were no longer his executive assistant, so who replaced you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he didn't have somebody for a while and he was kind of Was on that his own. complicated? I think he was like, what do I do now that I don't have somebody managing my calendar? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But now he has a great, we actually have an assistant that we share. Her name is Courtney and she's incredible. So I've given her a few tips on how to (laughs) work with him.
0: That's such a funny predicament.
1: (laughs) Like, I think you are so
0: great. I want you to be like, let's co-found this company together to support more people the way you've supported me. Wait, hold on. (laughs) Now I
1: don't don't have you anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been an interesting dynamic. I think it's been kind of cool and he could totally speak this himself, but I think it's been interesting to shift from, especially for me to shift from being an assistant to being more of a partner Mm. and more of a co-founder as opposed to, a delegatee. So walk us through. So now you're a founder. What's yes. first? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> In what capacity? There's. I feel like there's like 30,000 different things that could come from being a founder. I mean, if
0: someone's listening right now and they're like, oh man, I've always dreamed of being a founder, but I've just been living the life that I've known for so long. How do I transform? What should I expect when I first become a founder? what guidance would you give them?
1: I guess the best piece of advice I wish I had taken to heart was make sure, especially if you have family, is to maintain your boundaries. It's Mm. so easy, so easy to get sucked into email or sucked into a project when, you know, you should be playing with your kids or enjoying those little moments that you can't get back. I've almost five-year-old and an 18-month-old tornado. And there are moments that I was diving into emails that probably could have waited two hours and I didn't. And those are moments that I won't be able to get back. And I wish that I had taken the time to say, you know what, this can wait. My boys can't. I would say maintain your boundaries because it's easy to get sucked in to the little things.
0: How do you define, because I think this has to do with boundaries. How do you define success?
1: Success to me is going to bed at night and knowing that you made a difference for somebody. That's success. I have people coming to me at least a couple times a week saying, thank you so much for squared away. And not that they have to do that no. and not that they have to do that, but that is. That makes the chaotic days, that makes the, oh my gosh, what is happening here days, like moments, it makes those worth it. And there are so many families' lives that we're making a difference in, clients and assistant-wise, and putting my head on my pillow at night going, we made a difference somewhere, that's success to me. What's a huge
0: obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? working from home
1: with clients is an obstacle. Funny enough, teaching military spouses how to work from home with kids has been a unique obstacle. There are so many different ways to do it. Trust me, there are days where my four-year-old is like swinging from the ceiling fans, but time blocking, giving each other tips and tricks, letting our assistants know to have grace with themselves and giving clients and team members grace. That's something that not only can they share with each other, but they can share with their clients as well because they've also had to pivot in this day and age. And we've been doing it for three years and a lot of our clients haven't. So it's been a big challenge over the last year to be able to share that with them.
0: Where is your company today? And what's your vision for the company? Where would you like it to go?
1: Today, we're sitting at about 150 military spouses worldwide, which is phenomenal. I would love to double that in the next couple of years and employ even more military spouses because everything we do comes back to our mission of employing as many military spouses as possible. That's what we want
0: to continue to do. Does Squared Away only employ military spouses or veterans too?
1: We employ both. We actually have quite a few veterans who are now military spouses. So we kind of have an interesting dynamic
0: there. One question I love to ask is what's the best piece of advice that you've gotten? Take
1: care of yourself. If you can't fill your cup, you can't fill anybody else's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Self care has been one of my favorite things to share with my team. Doing something for yourself each and every day, even if it's going for a 20 minute walk like take care of yourself. Burning out helps nobody, yourself included. So completely agree.
0: So the San Diego tech scene has been really cool. And I don't know what's happening with the San Diego tech scene right now. So fill us in. What was the San Diego tech scene like pre-pandemic and like, how is San Diego tech staying connected during this crazy time in our lives?
1: I honestly cannot speak to the tech scene pre-pandemic. We actually PCS or sort of moved from uh, Hawaii to San Diego in July of this year, so literally right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. We, as far as have been pretty active with. We are Rosie, who is a military spouse. Educator and business incubator based in San Diego, as well as the San Diego Family Magazine, who is also very active in sharing businesses in and around San Diego. We are mostly involved in the military side of the house. Like my husband works on NCAS Miramar. So we are very familiar with the military spouse programs and veterans programs there. So we're constantly trying to advocate for businesses and coming out of military spouse side of the house. And you drive
0: to LA frequently. It's an entirely different culture, but we're still related at San Diego and LA. So how do you find the two different communities? What are the differences? And I know everything's really unusual during this pandemic. So is there really a difference now because so much is digital?
1: I honestly don't think so because everything is so remote. Everybody is just so connected and Popping on a Zoom is so much easier now and so much safer for everybody. And I feel like both sides of the house are pretty much equal at the moment. I love LA and I love being able to go. It's such a unique culture being in the city. But right now with the pandemic and everything, I think everybody's kind of on the same level playing field.
0: What's an LA tech company or talent you've come across who's really impressed you?
1: So one of our clients is Mickey Reynolds. She... Oh my God, love. <laughs> yes. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> She's is with Grid 110 and they give access to community mentors and resources for startups in and around LA. And she is one of the best human beings out there. So they're probably yeah. one of my favorite companies.
0: Love her. She's awesome.
1: We have quite a few clients who are based out of LA. We actually have more clients in LA than we do San Diego. So I think it's more being able to interact and interface with our clients who are based in LA as opposed to San Diego. We just have more there and it's nice to be able to chat with them and figure out how they're utilizing their assistance in different ways.
0: Can you walk us through your day-to-day being a founder? What's your day-to-day look like?
1: I'm always up with the chickens because I will never get away from waking up early. I am up. I work with my East coast team. So I get up before my boys. I work for a few hours. Then I get them up and ready. Typically I take them to school preschool preschools in session. And then I come home, I do calls and interface with my team, do client calls and work. Occasionally I'll do some laundry, that kind of thing. And then I'll take, hour for myself. And then I'll work before I go pick up my boys. And then I'm mom for the rest of the evening. But that's typically what my day looks like. What's a healthy
0: balance between meetings and doing?
1: I know what you mean. I'm such a doer. I love doing. But then I also know that there's so much value in empowering your team to be able to do as well. Collaborating is huge. I think it kind of depends on what your comfort level is, too, and where you are with your company. Obviously, the earlier your company is, the more you're going to be a doer. <laughs> I was very much a almost all doer up until the last year when I started delegating to my directors and my managers. So, um, Was that hard for you? Oh my gosh. I'm such a type A. I can teach other people how to do it. It's horrible. I'm horrible. I'm a horrible practitioner of it, but it's amazing how much more productive you are once you can delegate to your team. I say 50-50 is a good balance. A good goal. (laughs) A good goal. A couple other questions.
0: One's a selfish question. I absolutely love productivity tools and software. What is your favorite app or website or hardware. It can be any piece of tech. What's your
1: favorite? I feel bad saying this almost just since it went down this week, but Slack is probably my favorite thing. It will probably always be my favorite thing. Slack and Asana always. For Asana is a project, project manager. Yeah.
0: And Slack, tell us what aspect of Slack that you really love. I
1: love the communication aspect with my team because... We're all on the same platform. We can literally ping each other anywhere, anytime, regardless whether or not we're sitting at a computer. And we can collaborate in various channels and our teams are all there. All of my directors, all of my manager's channels. It's so easy and it's by far my favorite tool. I'm on it all day, every day. (laughs) So
0: you talked about Slack, you talked about Asana. What's one more that's like a secret sauce of getting things done? Coda. Coda. What's Coda?
1: (laughs) Coda is, oh my gosh, it's kind of like Airtable on Amazing Sauce. Coda, uh, is super customizable. You can literally make it anything you want. We actually have, our team has built it out for... Is it with a K or a C? It's C-O-D-A. I highly recommend it. It's such an
0: incredible tool. And we run... It's Coda.io, guys. And we'll include it in the show notes as well.
1: It's amazing. We love it internally. And it's what pretty much all of our finance system is ran on. Yo, I'm glad I asked. So that's (laughs) that's probably one of our more unique tools. But it's more... It's super customizable. So you can literally use it for templates for your team, or you can use it for projects like you would in Airtable.
0: Very cool.
1: Awesome. What's
0: one thing, like we have so many listeners, what's one thing that we could do to support and elevate you in your
1: success? Like what's one ask you would have? I would just say sharing squared away in our mission, which is employing military spouses. And even if companies don't need support, just sharing the mission of Squared Away because they may not need support of an assistant, but they may need support in other areas and just not discounting military spouses if and when they were to apply with their company.
0: And how can people connect with you?
1: Email is easiest or uh, Instagram or Twitter.
0: And can you share your Instagram, your Twitter handles and your email?
1: Yeah. My email is Michelle at GoSquaredAway.com. And my Instagram is C-M-P-E-N-C-Z. And my Twitter is Michelle P-E-N-C-Z. Thank you so much for hanging out with
0: the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Remember to go to the We Are LA Tech Facebook group by going to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at we Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, here. you guys in the next episode.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. My name is Michelle Penzac. I am the CEO and co-founder of Squared Away, and we are a remote assistant company comprised mostly of military spouses, and we're based in San Diego. You're listening to We Are LA Tech.
0: The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice
1: Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings.
0: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Feebe. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.